This is the Mind Body Detox Podcast, where we discuss all things integrative health and wellness, interviewing folks from all over the world, sharing insights and wisdom on how to live a healthier life in mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back to the Mind Body Detox Podcast. I'm your host, integrative intuitive medium, Kara Loveheart. And today we are talking to the yin to my yan. Um, I always joke with this guest, we've been of course colleagues and friends for years now. And we always chat and say that we're like on opposite ends of our of our uh, town here in our central Pennsylvania area, but we operate very similarly. And she's just so feminine and soft and flowy and just as open and having this sense of connectedness and wanting to be a light and a voice of love in the community. So I have on today a special guest. Again, her name is... Ricky Friedman, and she is the owner and operator of Reiki Space and Learning Place in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So, Ricky, tell us about yourself and your background. Give them your the, the yin to my yan. Oh, I love that description. That is so awesome. <laughs> and that's why we're attracted to each other as energy. That's really cool. So... I'm a physical therapist by background. I totally believe my Reiki story started before I was born because I think it's no coincidence that I'm a girl named Ricky who does Reiki. <laughs> <laughs> I started learning Reiki when I was living in a small rural conservative college town back in 1994. And yeah, it was really uh, a life-changing experience for me. And so I ended up starting a Reiki practice in my home initially. It was all just love donation based. I was still doing full-time physical therapy. And one of my clients was one of the nurses that I worked with. She opened a little wellness center and I started practicing Reiki there. And very soon afterwards, she left and although I never in a million years considered myself a business person... I ended up taking over that space. It was called Lavender Heart. And that was my first time managing a practice. I started doing more and more Reiki and less and less physical therapy. And I ended up having my own practice. This is very much shortening the story in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. And by the time I was clearly and intuitively guided that I needed to come to Harrisburg, where I am now, I was only doing two or three mornings a week of physical therapy, and the rest was all Reiki, which was, in retrospect, absolutely amazing in that town. I moved here to Harrisburg in 2008, initially going into someone else's practice, again, strongly and clearly guided that it was time to let go of the security blanket, which was my physical therapy work, and really do this now. I've never done one day of physical therapy work since I've moved here. Now in 2013, created and opened Harrisburg's first Reiki Center. And it's still at this point, it's only Reiki Center, which is really awesome. And we're continuing to grow and expand 
as we speak. So there's really a need for this in the community. And I am so blessed to be sharing what I love and who I am every day with the world. Um, I'm also certified in Reiki sound and Reiki voice. So I bring those very natural vibrations into the work um, as I'm guided and people desire. I am a certified holistic wellness coach and I offer a mentorship program called Follow Your Heart and Do It Smart for people who want to take their work from passion to profession keeping in mind the energetic principles, because there's no doubt in my mind the reason Reiki space works is is it is in alignment with Reiki and the Reiki healing principles. I also can now say I'm an author. I wrote a Reiki Kids coloring activity manual to share with other Reiki practitioners and teachers, as well as teachers and parents to help our kids learn how to manage their energy and learn how to be in the world with more mindfulness and compassion and empathy and gratitude, which will be life-changing as well as world-changing. So with your practice, I didn't actually know you started in 2013. I just find that really (laughs) interesting because both of us here, again, this podcast is dedicated to helping people learn energy management with all the holistic tools and one of them being Reiki, which is why we have you on today. But again, like I said, I think we're two peas in a pod are attracted to each other. It's so cool because I I started in 2013 and I never wanted to own a business. I never thought I was a business person. So I'm like listening to you going, yep, more things we never actually talked about, but really cool to hear that. Well, that's why I feel it's important in my classes, I share my story with more detail because I've learned that we all come to these choice points in in our lives and on our paths and we can learn from each other and just kind of, you know, inspire others that, yeah, they can say, yes, this is possible. Absolutely. And that continues to be part of my mission. So one of the things that I find really inspiring about you the way that you have brought Reiki to a conservative community. And that's one of the things here as well in South Central Pennsylvania. We have a lot of that with some of these services that we offer at Firefly Hollow. I would love to hear about how do you explain what Reiki is to someone who's very new and someone who might be conservative? Do you share anything that helps them realize that this is not voodoo? This is not something that's against your religion. (laughs) How do you help bridge the gap for people? Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. That's one of the things that I think is one of my gifts in this work is being able to share it, something that is so much of an experience to be able to share it with words in a way that is grounded and relatable because that's who I am. I'm not some new age out there. You know, I'm a very grounded person and I bring that integration of left brain, right brain. And, you know, the way I teach, I wait all the way to the master practitioner level to work with my students on how to language this with people from all different walks of life. People who, you know, I don't specifically choose conservative, but we talk about people who are religious, people who are not, people who know about energy, you know, out in the business community, out at networking meetings, and we practice all these scenarios. And I wait all the way to the master practitioner level to do that because in 
order to do this experience justice with words, number one, you have to get it down to your bones, right? You have to be doing your own work every day. And number two, it's very much an intuitive process. And as you continue to do this work and raise your own vibration, you're able to tap into that, whatever is your means of intuition, so that when I'm looking at you, I get a sense of where you are with this, how much to share, you know, what is the best languaging. I think the biggest mistake a lot of people make is they try to just blurt out everything they know, which is about them and not about what the listener needs to hear. So I take this out into the business community, lunch and learns, you know, banks, credit unions, hospitals, a lot of healthcare facilities. Although I'm going to share with you with words how I might say this, I don't have a speech that is memorized, okay? I have to say that this is exactly my issue with when I started this podcast, because I communicate the same way. So what my audience is, who they are, and what, how I need to communicate so I can see that they're understanding has been a challenge because you don't see people when you're podcasting. Yes. And it can be so many different people. Absolutely. So I completely understand (laughs) that. Okay. So I might start out with something like, Reiki is a very gentle and very deeply relaxing hands-on healing, primarily for stress management, balance, and inner peace. Who couldn't relate to those things, right? And I may go on, depending on who I'm speaking to, to say something like, it is based on the science that everything alive is energy. So what happens during a Reiki session is that your body, your system will draw whatever energy you need and release what's no longer serving you to help you come to a better place of balance. And when our bodies are in balance, they can help us heal naturally like we are all designed to do. And so that is the starting point. And you know, Kara that Reiki is so much more than that. You know, Reiki becomes a spiritual path, a way to be in the world, aware of the energy of all your thoughts, words, emotions, and attitudes, and how that affects your own wellness and well-being, and how, because we are all connected, It affects each other and on and on out into the world. So it becomes a way of being. So you don't just share Reiki or allow Reiki. I never say I do this because there's no doing involved in this. But you become this. You live this. You be this. You are this. And that is the real essence of the Reiki path. You know, receiving the Reiki is is a tool on your way, right? A tool to help you more formally align and embody that own universal life force energy that's unique to you. Right. I mean, the first thing is getting a sense of your own place of inner peace, which the Reiki helps you find and learn. And then there is a desire to want to be able to bring yourself there. So you might take a Reiki one class where you learn more about the energy and you learn self-healing, which is the main thing of Reiki one, right? Is getting yourself into that daily practice of doing yourself Reiki, of 
doing your deep connected breath work of learning how to radiate your light so that your light leads the way and learning how to stay grounded (laughs) so that you can become a healing presence in the world. And when you enter spaces like that, right, which takes practice, right, then it becomes much less important what your words are saying because your energy leads the way and people feel that and they say, I want what she's got. And that is really the ultimate way of being. I love that so much. (laughs) I think with the intellectualizing and the academic world in which our culture is kind of immersed in that you have to go to school and you have to all these things and know all this and that. I think that really does take us away from the natural gifts that we have as just being human mm-hmm. and expressing ourself uninhibited in a way that's childlike and innocent and vulnerable and open. Right, right. I mean, that is the essence of the Reiki path is releasing all those old messages and stuff that's not really you so that you can be more of your true self in the world. And then you allow other people permission to do the same. I'm glad you explained it this way, because I know a lot of the listeners have maybe only experienced Reiki from hearing about it, or they had a session, or they go to Reiki on a on consistent basis to mm-hmm. get sessions. But that understanding that it's more than just receiving that, that the next path, of course, is getting involved in some capacity. Um, because I think some people think if they go to Reiki training, it means that they are to become a Reiki practitioner. Could you share a little bit about that? Right. Well, I personally believe that every level of Reiki training is all about you and, you know, your own healing deeper and deeper and deeper, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, right? And whether or not you ever choose to put your hands on someone else, as you do that work, right? It's not just a matter of going to the class. You have to do the daily practice then you become a healing presence in the world. It's so much more than, you know, just choosing to share Reiki sessions. You can, even if it's just with your family, friends, pets, plants, whatever you resonate with, and you never have to. It's going to help you heal deeper and raise your own vibration and your own intuition the more and more that you do this. I often think as a massage therapist, kind of relating to that, I went to school, of course, to learn that. And I still think even if I decided tomorrow that I'm not going to practice professionally, the value that it's given me similar in a way, but Reiki is even deeper, right? Is just priceless. Just having that awareness. Well, right. There's no, uh, you know, there's no mistakes, right? I mean, I became a physical therapist and I loved that work because I'm a people person. And I like because physical therapy, you work with people over lengths of time. So you establish relationships. I no longer do any active physical therapy. However, my wisdom and knowledge of the body serves me well every day. 
And it also allows me to communicate in a way that's relatable to other healthcare professionals. So I actually teach a class called Reiki for Healthcare Professionals because I can help them integrate this into traditional practice very easily without changing anything that they're already doing. So it doesn't take extra time. And, you know, it helps them and their co-workers so that they can enter their work filled up and they're not, you know, draining their energy. They're not taking on all their patients' stuff because that doesn't help anyone else heal. And it reduces burnout, you know, which is a huge, you know, especially now in these times we've been in, but always has been a huge thing with traditional health care. So on that note, I'm curious of your experience with more people coming to Reiki as it's become more widely mainstream and well-known. What are some of the experiences you've had with clients and with students learning and coming to this modality? And do you have any fun stories to share as a Reiki healer? whether you're through training or experiences people oh, have. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, so, so many. It's progressed and- so much, right? So what from then till now, how have things shifted and changed? Yeah. Well, one of the shifts I've noticed um, from when I first started teaching Reiki is that people are coming to this now, like you said, with more awareness and they come already feeling drawn to continue on the path. It's not like, oh, they're just going to take this one class. You know, they know they want to keep doing this. So, you know, that's really awesome. When I first even moved to the Harrisburg area in 2008, there was hardly anybody who spoke the word Reiki, right? There was nobody who had it as their main practice. There were a few massage therapists that knew it, but nobody promoted it or talked about it. So, and of course, I was brand new to the community. So I had a lot of work getting myself known, establishing expertise, but educating, 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 which with Reiki means bringing that Reiki table and, you know, getting people on for a little mini session so that they can feel it. And my biggest question coming from Little Lewisburg to Harrisburg area is how the heck do I get the word out in such a much bigger, more spread out area, you know, with a little one person budget type of thing. And it is so, so awesome now. You know, I've been given this nickname of Reiki Mama (laughs) because I've, you know, trained and attuned a lot of students that are now having permission to be out and about with their practices. And that is wonderful. The area really needs it. I'm sure that's why I was drawn specifically here. And it is so beautiful to see this spreading and people, um, you know, people in the community at least having heard the word now, you know, and having a sense of what it is. There's still a lot of work to be done. And part of the work that I try to share is dispelling a lot of myths and misnotions about it. It, you know, probably you asked me for a funny story, and this was not funny to the person, but probably the most unusual question I ever received. This was when I was practicing first in this area, hadn't opened Reiki space yet, but somebody actually came in and asked me if the crack under the door was for the devil to get out. Whoa. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, wow. I can't imagine how scary that might have been. Like for that person to have that perspective. I know. So I assured her that this work was all unconditional love is pure light, that that wasn't even part of the realm of reality of this work. She did experience her session and ended up taking a class. So that's awesome. You know, it's interesting. Some of the, you know, things that are out and about, you know, about this work. Let's dive into that. All right. (laughs) Why are there so many different types of of Reiki and how is that different between other energy modalities? Okay, well, those are two different questions. So, yeah, so I have learned and been teaching Usui Reiki, and Usui Reiki, to my knowledge, is considered kind of the original pure Reiki. Mikai Usui, the founder of this, didn't invent this. You know, we've been sharing healing with our hands as long as there's been people because we're all made of energy. We're all connected by the energy, right? He was enlightened to a way to utilize the energy in a way that doesn't drain your personal energy. And you don't ever, if you're doing your daily work, need to take on anyone else's energy. So that was what was unique about this. Now, other people since then have felt like they've been enlightened to other aspects to add to or shift the system. And so do you want to hear my Ricky Soapbox perspective? Please, I would love that. (laughs) Just to kind of put out there is, you know, I don't believe there's any right or wrong. And my famous expression here is the source is the source, of course, of course. And that's part of what I'm going to share with you right now. So I personally believe that every one of us is guided in our work, right? I know that I have received information from sharing the Reiki. And I trust that everyone else receives exactly what they need. So I don't feel the need to start Ricky Reiki and, you know, teach that in in a unique way. And I have no problem with, you know, because people resonate with what they need in that moment. The thing that I have the problem with is when I hear people say, this is the next higher level. This is a higher vibration than. So the way that I see this in my Reiki perspective is Reiki is from the highest frequency vibration source there is, whether you give that a name or not, right? It's the source that we all can tap into, that connects us all, blesses us all, and fills us all, right? So what changes as we do this work, we do our own work, is not the source, right? It's us. We are able to open to more of that high frequency energy to flow through us. The more that we do this, we share this, do our own personal work, the stronger it flows, right? But it's not because... Any other type of work is bigger, better, more. I trust that everyone is attracted to the style that they resonate with. And I remember when I was first learning Reiki and sharing Reiki in Lewisburg, I was, you know, taking all these other classes so that I would have all this other stuff to offer with it. 
And I was in the Reiki room, and most of my intuition is as a feeler. But every now and then when the big ones come, it's like this loud message I hear. And it said, stop. <laughs> that really loud, though. Louder than that. In my head, not out loud. And it said, this is what you're meant to do. This is what you're meant to share and teach. Now, it doesn't mean I don't learn other things. I love learning the other things. And I incorporate the pieces that resonate with me. Certainly, I incorporate my own Ricky background and such. But everyone finds their own way. And I trust that. Usui Reiki is a great way to start. For some people, it leads you to more Reiki. And for some people, it leads you to whatever is next on your path. And I love that about it. And there's no trying to make it fit in a box and there's no judgment about it. My job is strictly to allow the energy to flow and be in the place of love and healing in my heart. And I trust the energy and the source to do all the work right? People might be attracted to the personality of the Ricky, right? And that's how we know, you know, I'm the right one for, for my clients and such, but I'm really clear where the work is coming from. And what you're expressing, Ricky, is um, I did an episode talking about what I term light leadership. Is. Yes, I listened and to that. <laughs> yeah. So what, what Ricky's sharing here is this perspective shift from linear thinking, from levels, from the next higher vibrational energy source, or I'm going to the higher Reiki level, to this non-polarized neutral space of allowance and acceptance. And I love that. And again, you're walking this, what I call it, this light leadership path yes. of this neutrality. And I think either way is the right way, right? Like right. sometimes people want to feel that they're at the, the next level, the higher vibrational level. And it uh, doesn't sit well with me as well because I'm in this space of neutrality as my path and right. my calling. Right. Uh, but still, that's a, uh, a story that people like. They like that experience of finding the next thing. Right. Uh, but what you expressed about Reiki being from the source and we change. Right. I was having this image of like, there's so many different types of apples and we just have preferences for what apple we're drawn to. But all the apples are good. It's fall and we're thinking about the apple picking. They're still apples and they're still delicious, but you may be drawn to a particular apple. And I like what you shared about you growing as a practitioner. The energy maybe has expanded how what you share as you shifted. Mm -hmm. But yes, absolutely. knowing that you don't have to change and create something around it that trusting that oh, people will come to you anyhow, because that's one thing I do see in a community of healers that we don't feel that we're worth anything, or we don't feel we're enough. And we mm. feel we have to get another training or another level or something to be enough to give yes. this energy through us. Right. And the only thing that, that that's going to help that is you're doing your own work about your self worth. I start. I mentioned to you when I first started sharing Reiki, I basically did it all by love donation. It was in a room in my home. And when I was asked to share at the wellness center and I knew I had to pay a rent, my biggest growing edge in that moment was knowing that I was going to have to charge a fee for my Reiki. And, you know, I have learned that that really was a reflection of where I was with my own self-worth and the worth of what I was sharing. My clients all followed me from home, every single one of them. They had no problem paying the fee. 
And they asked me to bring the love donation box in. So for all the years until I actually moved here to Harrisburg, everyone put the fee into the box instead of into my hands. And so that was a really nice transitional way for me. And I'm at a totally comfortable place now to be able to receive the fee in my hands and know that people are getting exactly what they need because it's bigger than me. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So... How can someone, if they're not in the local area, find a reputable Reiki healer or instructor? What do we look for when we're learning or selecting one as uh, our practitioner? Yes. Well, I always say that I would rather connect with a heart-centered Reiki One practitioner who is doing her work and walking the walk and living Reiki in integrity than somebody who has a whole bunch of pieces of paper up on their wall to show how many classes that they took. And that is something that really you need to feel, right? So when you're with your person, right, you should feel a sense of magnetic resonance. You feel a draw because we are electromagnetic beings. So you feel an attraction. But even more important is that you feel a sense of safety and trust, Because allowing somebody to share Reiki with you involves you opening up and being vulnerable so that you can receive on those deeper levels. That's always what I tell people is, you know, it's always good to have a personal recommendation versus just picking a name, but definitely meet with your your person trust your gut, your, your means of intuition of whether it feels right, because you will know. And get on the table and let them share some Reiki with you and see what you think. Because it doesn't mean that they're not a good Reiki healer or a good person. It might just mean that it's not the exact right fit for you in that moment, right? And you need to find your person. And when you do, you know it, you feel it, and you want to stay with that person for as long as you need to. It's not a dependency type of thing. Um, You know, I have several Reiki space practitioners in my practice here. They've all received Reiki training with me, and we try to, you know, find who's the best fit. And sometimes there's more than one person, or, you know, this is good for now. And then you move, move forwards in a different way. We all shift and change. I think that's powerful. Because I think um, on my healing journey as a healer, I've had you know, when people have their experiences, and they do have that connection with you. And then they tell all of their friends, and they're trying to pull all of their friends or family to come see you. And because yeah. they get really excited yeah. about their own journey. And they haven't, you know, as a healer, when you start on that healing path, healing yourself, you don't learn right away that discernment that not everybody's ready right. or maybe won't be a right fit for right. you. I talk about that in my Reiki One class because I remember, you know, you're so excited after that class, you just want to share Reiki with everyone. So I actually, uh, first of all, I have my students only do a full self-healing every day for three weeks after their Reiki One class. So they give themselves the gift of filling themselves up because many people are attracted to Reiki or nurturer caregivers and they want to just give it right away, right? So that that is the first thing. 
yes, it's really important to be discerning and to trust the energy and honor that people need to be where they are on their path. I remind my students, look, you came to this when you were ready, right? Maybe five years ago, you wouldn't be ready, right? So you need to trust the same. Certainly, you can educate people. You can let them feel the energy if they're open to that. But you know, maybe the Reiki is your way and maybe somebody else has another way into the same source as the source, right? Maybe for somebody it's yoga or acupuncture or whatever, and that's all good. So you just bless them, let them be where they are. Don't try to convince anybody. That's not your job. Your job is to continue doing your own work, and people will be attracted to that as they need and they are ready. I was so excited to hear the contrast you shared earlier about how more and more people are coming to the work and coming to the practice or to yes. learn for themselves versus take a couple classes and move on. And that for years as a healer on my own journey, I felt very much alone until I started to meet some amazing people like yourself that were so dedicated to really diving into that dirty part of the healing work and like really getting real yeah. with it. And it makes my heart so big and so grateful because I know sometimes I, I have this really great teacher that to taught me something really amazing recently, that sometimes when you're on this path, again, you have other people that aren't there with you. Right. And it can feel sometimes like it's a lonely path if you are in that one phase of it, because absolutely you need to kind of have that part of your journey where you're separated from other people's energy, you're going into yourself. And I know that we've been talking about it for years, like, wow, how amazing is it that people are really ready to hear this and to get real with their own healing and just experience the fruits of their labor of going through that process. And have tribe that, you know, kind of gets this languaging and gets where you are. That really, really matters. You know, sometimes relationships kind of need to find a new sense of balance and a new sense of normal, right? When you go through this process, you know, and you're doing your, your own work, you are shifting and changing in a good way. And the relationship might fit a little bit differently. It doesn't mean that you throw all your relationships, you know, out the window, but it takes some time to reestablish, you know, where the sense of balance is. And sometimes that's a little tricky. And sometimes things and people in relationships do kind of fall away. And it's to create space for new things and people in relationships that fit better for you. Yeah. I, I just really feel like I want to say that Reiki is so much a path of integrity, yeah. right? It's a path of being real with where you are, right? You allow yourself to experience every emotion, express it in as healthy a way as you humanly can, right? And then make the choice to come back to your place of peace. It's not about making pretend that everything is fine and wonderful, right? This is a path of living in integrity and choosing peace every step of the way so that you can continue to be a healing presence for others. Yes, and that actually brings to the next question, which was about Reiki and integrity. And before I go into that, I want to say, 
what Ricky just said about we don't avoid our issues. We we really do. It's not have to be love and light all the time. You know, you were right. really sharing a little bit about that. If you have not listened to the spiritual bypassing episode, I encourage mm. you to look at that because I know that that's something when we are doing our healing work that can happen to all of us. And it's perfectly okay as far as processing in a, a way with a counselor or a coach when we're going through something. It's just more in the long term, avoiding it and that type of thing that it can really wreak havoc. Sometimes we go through these periods where we feel like, where is my identity? Things are shifting so much. It's easier to cope by saying everything's okay. And that's part of that process too. But I encourage people to listen to that because I know a lot of my listeners and a lot of people I've talked to have had some experiences with the spiritual path and Reiki's involved sometimes too with people who are in that phase and they yeah. don't have this awareness yet until listening to you um, and some Thank of the other you. talks we have about energy healing and Reiki that it's not all like that. You know, sometimes yeah. people only get the experiences or a taste of this world in a way that doesn't taste good for them until they're ready to enter in. And then they have the peer people like yourself and others that are here walking in integrity. So going into that matter, do you have any advice for clients or other Reiki practitioners, both, how to help maintain the integrity of this amazing healing modality? What can they do? Well, I, I keep coming back to the same answer because really the best thing is to take care of your own self. You know, you can't be a healer for anyone else until you take care of your own self. And I think that's got to always be number one because otherwise what you're sharing is just words, right? And this is about balancing your own energy. And that is a daily practice. And when you least feel like it <laughs> is when you need it the most. And when you even least feel it, you know, sometimes you're going to feel that energy more than others. Um, sometimes it's because it's working on such a deep, more subtle level. So you've got to keep going. And the other thing is, you know, in relation to kind of keeping Reiki pure, so to speak, if that's kind of what you're asking, is a lot of people blend in other forms of work with their Reiki, which is wonderful. But I think it is really important that clients and students are very clear about what the Reiki is all by itself. So, you know, you heard I bring in other skills and abilities, but that very first session is just pure Reiki. So people know what that is and what it's doing for them. And so, you know, it's certainly okay to share other things with your work, but be transparent about that so that people are clear on what they're getting. I think that's really important. I completely, completely agree. Yeah, because I think that's common. And if we do set that standard for others and say, you know, this is what I'm doing here. I think that that's helped me over the past with clients, helping them to differentiate the different modalities. Because I think if you're not a practitioner and you're a client, you may not know the difference. <laughs> no, yeah. And people are calling lots of things, lots of things that aren't uh, really what they are. 
one of the things I love about teaching Reiki is that each person gets a certificate at the end of the class that traces their lineage from me or whoever their teacher is directly back to Makai Wasui. And, you know, to me, that is very, very sacred. And it's one of the things that's really special about learning Reiki. You know, you have that sacred lineage that you follow down the line. And, you know, it's very important to me as a teacher that, you know, when I teach a class, I'm very clear to distinguish what's the Reiki and what's the Reiki. Because we all bring part of ourselves into the work, but there's certain basic elements that, you know, need to be taught purely so that a can't doesn't get watered down over time. Absolutely. So a final question I have is if someone's not experienced Reiki before, what are the things that you tell people when they're, you know, hey, go experience Reiki? What type of things can it help with? Because I think people are not aware of how it really does help multidimensionally, but it's not a replacement for other things. Right. Well, I'm a believer and a practicer, as you know, Kara, of integrative medicine, using the best uh, that every tradition and culture has to offer, because to me, that's what holistic medicine is, right? So, you know, there are times when we need traditional Western medicine. For example, you know, you break your leg, you're not going to come to me for Reiki in that moment. You go get that leg surgically fixed, right? And then Reiki can help you, you know, with the pain management. It can help you deal with the trauma of going through surgery and being a patient in the hospital, as well as the trauma of the accident. It can help, you know, facilitate the healing in a better way. So, you know, that's how you kind of blend the different worlds. Yeah, just I wanted to make sure that if everyone was that never experienced Reiki before, they know really what it does and what it does not do. Um, specifically in regards to, I think, psychological health is also a big thing, I think. Yeah. Well, Reiki works on every level, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic, right? It is strictly a balancing practice. I don't need to or get to decide what happens during your Reiki session. To me, I kind of view it as a conversation between that high energy source and our deep inner wisdom, because we all know exactly what we need, where it should go, and what we're ready for. My job is strictly to allow that process. I never say that Reiki, you know, helps with specific diseases, ailments, um, body parts, right? It just helps balance your entire system so that it can help you heal. And therefore, it has the potential to be helpful and supportive with whatever is going on, right? So a lot of times, again, being a physical therapist, I think people are drawn to me sometimes with physical ailments. I understand that. But many, if not most times, those physical things are underlied by emotional and energetic messages. And once we can start to learn and interpret the languaging of the body, then the body doesn't need to keep talking so loud. So Reiki works, you know, deeper than just the physical to get to that underlying source of what's going on. Certainly that is the same with emotions and mental, psychological things. You know, a lot of times 
there are very sensitive people that are attracted to this work that are so super open, you know, spiritually getting downloaded with a lot of information, but they're not grounded. So it's hard for them to filter and process and function on the earth. Or maybe they get all these great ideas and inspirations and visions but nothing ever gets completed or finished <laughs> or not in any consistent, persistent way, right? Reiki will help ground that <laughs> into their being so that they can step forwards and take action and, you know, function easier <laughs> in the world and on the earth. So, yeah. You guys can't see me, but I'm shaking my head so much that I'm starting to feel like in a beautiful, like dizzy space. Like, yes, yes. yes. You are. You're making yeah. the picture fuzzy. You're shaking so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely completely agree. And especially a lot of people are drawn to this work, Ricky, as you know, and you just shared that they are so connected but they're right. like, I always relate it to a lightning rod with all this beautiful lightning right. and power coming in, but they don't have that grounding wire yet. Right. And that's what, you know, why I call it Reiki and EMS. That's just a Reiki term. It's an energy management system so that you can stay very heart centered and connected and, you know, function on in the world, right? You know, I might have had this great inspiration of a Reiki center in Harrisburg, but if I wasn't grounded, I could not have created a concrete, lasting physical reality, which is so supportive. Absolutely, Reiki Mama. <laughs> I love that nickname. You're definitely Aww, Reiki Mama. You, honey. <laughs> so, anything else that you would like to share, Ricky, before I go into our final wrap-up questions? Oh my goodness. Well, I just have to share about some of the excitement that's happening here, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. <laughs> and so just a quick little funny story is I've been starting to do some Facebook Lives actually since shutdown happened to stay connected with people. And I was doing a Facebook Live about the law of attraction, the energetic laws. And I decided to use how I attracted, created, and manifest Reiki space to share that story because I used all those energetic laws. And I was saying to uh, Facebook land <laughs> that the only difference in, the, in Reiki space and what my original vision was that I put down on a piece of paper and Reiki'd and shared with a friend is that Reiki space has two healing rooms. And I'm in the middle of that sentence and it dawns on me, I am in the midst of expanding as we speak. And my third healing room, which is what I envisioned, three healing rooms, is in the works right now. So it was just more proof that all of this happens, not in our thinking mind timing, but in divine and perfect timing. So um, we are expanding here at Reiki Space. Our new room is called Enlight 10 because we're Sweet 10. It's going to be a really unique, extraordinary experience. And what I love about it, it is a total cooperative and collaborative effort. I am having healers and readers and intuitives from all over this area come and share their work there. And as soon as, once again, I thought I knew what that space was for, 
and it just wasn't playing out that way. And this inspiration came through me and all of a sudden, boom, 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 everything is falling into place. So we have a big grand opening celebration for any of those of you who are local on October 28th. And we are going to be starting in that room every day starting November 1st, 11-1. Beautiful spiritual number. And I'm so excited. I can't wait to share it with everybody. Oh my gosh, Ricky. That is so exciting. I think that we're going to have to reconvene and talk some more about the process of running a collection. Oh, I love that. I know that's right up your alley too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, I think that we would, I would love to share because I think there's a lot of people out there that the old model of working is not working anymore. Yeah. This seems to be a really progressive way. I always say there's no competition with Reiki because everybody is energetically attracted to exactly who they need to be within that moment. And this is the way I share my work. And, you know, that's why I'm really excited that this room is coming together in this way. So more to come about that. (laughs) Awesome. So the final questions are, what wellness topics are you currently obsessed with or can't get enough of right now? (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, I'm just open to the flow. You know, I do kind of go in and out of topics. Um, I know you were going to ask me about books and such, and it's the same way with my reading. So, you know, right now next to my bed, there's a book about running a spiritual business. The byline is so that you're not selling your soul. (laughs) I thought that was really interesting. Um, I have The Humming Effect by Jonathan Goldman about the healing power of humming, which I've been doing naturally since I'm a little girl. And I'm um, working towards becoming a Reiki voice instructor. So I'm actually reading that book for the second time. Lana Ryder is my teacher. And what is the other book? Oh, the other book is about relationships. So you can see the variety of the topics. Um, I love reading books about, you know, past life experiences, near-death experiences, um, I just finished The uh, Boy Who Knew Too Much. To me, it's undeniable. It was Lou Gehrig in a past life. It's just so fascinating to me. You know, I kind of flow with what attracts me in the moment. I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with anything other than trying to help people get the message that they need to do their own self-work every day. That is kind of the thing I keep coming back to. That, in my mind, is is what's going to change the world. You know, and just letting go of that old messaging that self-care is selfish. It is the least selfish thing we can do so that when we choose to share, that work is flowing through us and not from us. And so that's probably my biggest message as a takeaway. Yeah, that's a paradigm shifting message and it's beautiful. And I'm grateful. Thank you, uh, virtual fist bump for that. <laughs> <laughs> or high five or Reiki Heart yeah. to heart, right. Yeah, right. So what is your absolute favorite self-care indulgence at this time? You know, yeah, that's a really, really interesting question. Obviously, I love receiving Reiki because every experience is so deep and powerful and and unique. It's just different from any other kind of work that I know. But on a daily basis, going home at night with my sweetheart and having that safe place to just feel nurtured and let go and be myself and 
just relax together at the end of a long day, that feels really nurturing to me right now. And I feel very blessed about that. <laughs> and we're getting ready here on the East Coast to move into the fall and the winter months where it's cozy space yes. and warm mugs of hot cocoa. And that sounds amazing. <laughs> Cuddle time, right? Yes, exactly. You got it, honey. <laughs> We all need that safe place to just kind of let go and just know that you can just be. Yeah. So the last question is if you could detox the world or add one thing to it, what would it be? I already answered that question. (laughs) I was trying to kind of weave it in there. But to me, it's to just help people learn to take care of yourself first, to love yourself and know that you are worthy and deserving of this. You know, if each individual was in that place of love, then they would be able to radiate that love, right? I know that when we put light out into the world, which is what this is all about, raising the vibration, light is a vibration, right? The more of us that do that work, light increases exponentially. And to me, that's how the world will heal. We reach a certain critical point where the light overcomes the less than light. And then everything shifts. Mm -hmm. And that's what I send Reiki to. That's the worldview I hold. And although I have a light style when I teach, I really know how important this work is. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Ricky. My yin. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Everyone again, Ricky Friedman, Ricky Space and Learning Place in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We will put all the information about her upcoming grand opening with her three rooms now um, in the show notes. And of course you can visit her information on her website. And I encourage you too, to check out her Reiki kids book. I'll put that information there too, because if you're looking to use that for instructing kids correctly, correct? Right. I also share a virtual workshop to show how to use the coloring book page by page to share Reiki with kids for anyone. You don't have to be a Reiki practitioner. It's really helpful for everyone so that you can feel comfortable, you know, working through it. It basically my entire Reiki kids manual in that coloring oh. book. So even adults can learn oh, from it. I love it. that. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. And thank you all for listening. This is the mind body detox podcast and be well until next time, my friends. Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Detox podcast. We wish you wellness and health in your mind, body, and spirit. And be well until next time, my friends.